Welcome back to Did You Play That, our retro gaming podcast, focused on some of our favorite classic games. My name is Eric, and the Apple Kid to my Orange Kid co-host is Josh. In today's episode, we will be discussing Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. This is part two. Before we get into it, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram at Did You Play That, watch some of our playthroughs on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Also, make sure to hit up that poll on Spotify if you're listening through Spotify. We'd appreciate it. This time, we're driving through the tunnel of ghosts. But before we do that, Josh, how you been? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're getting close to the end of the school year. Oh, we're getting there. We got, I don't know, I got five days left. How about you? Uh, I think I have six. We go into, we go into that yeah. one extra week. But oh, that's I'd, painful because you got to get past that Juneteenth. Yeah, right? I got an extra week anyway with my additional responsibilities. Uh, you'll yeah. get there. It, it slows down at least. Other than that, Josh, you uh, want to tell us what you've been playing lately? So, um, Diablo Four just came out, so I've been playing that. I already got a couple different characters going. Um, me and Taylor played the other night, and we actually recorded a. Uh, a bit of gameplay so i haven't gotten oh, it up nice. to the youtube page yet uh but i am working on that my first attempt nice, at game i can't recording. wait i'm excited and i'm not gonna lie i never actually played diablo 3 but diablo 2 was a game that i played through at least five times six yeah, times yeah, maybe because yeah. i've played through with at least every single character yeah I mean, I could give you uh, my first impressions. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers. I just think it's a little, uh, I mean, starting off at least slower paced, I think, than Diablo 2, but I'm expecting that okay. to ramp up. Um, All right. Yeah. And it's open world, which is, I wasn't expecting. Again, I didn't look up, I didn't look I'm up any information on this game. I just knew that I was going to get it. So I wanted to be surprised. Yeah, and as you've been playing that, I've been slightly on the other end of it playing Tears of the Kingdom and have been absolutely hooked in a bad way. But I am having so much fun. I mean, I can't say anything other than if you liked Breath of the Wild, you will definitely like this. Excellent, excellent. Gotta mix in those new games every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely... Old games keep us going, and the new games keep us entertained with something that we've never seen before. And again, having, you know, both of us played through the original Legend of Zelda, you just see still, like, all of those foundational pieces that grew up into these newer, advanced, so over-the-top and amazing gameplay and graphics that we have now. Yeah, speaking of Zelda, I was really close. I almost started uh, Legend of Zelda 2 the other night, too. Did oh, you? I know it's a different one, but, oh. um, you know, got to keep the retro games Link's in Adventure, that's, yeah, that's this, you know, odd stepsister. We're going to have to get into it, I guess. Yeah, huh? I'll let you know. All right, I might have to get a head start, and I feel like that one's going to take me a while. But the game uh, we are currently discussing 
where did we leave off here? We uh... so we finished Tucson. Tucson. We had just saved the Runaway Five and given them all the money that we had, you know, earned. Yeah, that ten grand. Gave that all away so that they could get out of their bad contract and escape the. I forget the name of the theater that they were working Chaos at. Chaos Theater. Yes. Now, we've just saved them. We're going to hop into the back of their van, which I don't know if that's a good life choice. I mean, it looks... It's got windows, you know? It's safe enough. Uh, so, because there's windows, it's uh, safe? Yeah, like... People can see. We can see. We know it's... We know it's Two right. kids and a bunch of old guys in the van. I don't know if that's safe. Yeah, I also I'm suspicious of them already because they say they're the Runaway Five, and I swear there's six of them on stage every time I see them. I'm gonna have to look at an image as we're talking about this because I don't remember that, and you were very I adamant swear. that that was what it was. I was like, okay, not in the dressing room. There were five, but on stage. Anyway, we uh we do hop into the creepy van, but it's okay. Sort of. It's actually a good thing. We go for a ride down to the tunnel. And have you had you gone down to the tunnel beforehand? Yes. Uh, with the ghosts in there. And what happened? Because I hadn't gone down there. Now I'm having trouble remembering. I think I think you get through the ghosts but when you go at when you actually enter or exit the tunnel um you just end up back coming out backwards just like a teleport oh, okay. facing the other direction okay i didn't know if you got into a fight or they just like scared you off or no it was what? weird it's if like it seemed like they attacked the bus and so that's why i'm having trouble remembering i feel like they might have just like attacked the bus but it's it didn't stop the bus it still went all the way through but when it came out it ended up coming out back the other way and was like oh well we can't get through well when you do get in the van and cruise through with the runaway five you make it all the way through to our fourth town overall but what is the third town called three Threed, and there was a couple things that I have to say first that until this point, I had not recognized that every single town was a number with like something attached to it. So one Onet or one at, and then it was Tucson and now it's three. So I hadn't until three'd recognized that. The second thing that I need to bring up is that the, Fake trash cans. I was wandering around. Fake trash cans. I was like, oh, I'm going to go explore in there and see what's in there. And then to get attacked, I was just completely caught off guard that a trash can would come and attack me. Um, yeah, so I am not positive. I even... So, opposite things here. I don't think I even recognized for a while that you could open and dig in trash cans. They were like treasure chests almost. It took me a while to figure that out. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of weird, weird things that kind of came at you in this game. Um, trash cans was one of them, though. Yes, it was. And it would be just like in the middle of a graveyard. 
Well, I feel like the ones that I found, like, I, you know how they were typically, like, up against something? Like, they were against a building or, yeah. you know, near something that just made kind of yeah. some sense. I remember walking and I was like, oh, cool, like, trash can. I'm going to go. And then as I got closer, it just popped up and ran at me with its eyeballs out. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, now it I, it felt like the mimic in Dark Souls. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You just like get there and you're that like, oh, sense. I'm all good. I'm all good. And then it just attacked you. It's nowhere near as strong or as dangerous as a mimic is, but it felt very much so like that. Yeah, I totally get that. I think I just experienced it in reverse. So I didn't get it in the moment. Um, I probably started opening trash cans after one of them didn't attack me. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is a different kind of trash can. <laughs> All right. So I explored Threed. A lot. This was the first town that I found. Uh, I called him Army Man, Army Dude. He's selling you some interesting things. He's trying to sell you, you know, a bomb and some bottle rockets. And I was just like, I, I don't know if you should be selling the, like the bottle rocket. I understand selling to a kid, but you're selling them a bomb. Yeah, I mean, just Again, I just that happens a lot in this game just being like an eight-year-old it but does. you're just living the life of an adult the savior of the world so all right so just explored i felt like there was a lot of bad guys i mean there was like a zombie dog that attacked me at one point and there was a couple other bad guys that i didn't really write down that were just i was a little surprised um he, trick-or-treat kid i think was the other one that might have been later it was like the pumpkin kid and just attacked by a lot of different things. Didn't really know where to go because I felt like I was just knocking on doors and you couldn't go in them and they would say things. And they, I felt like there's a lot to go and see and do and then also not a, a lot of things to go and see and do at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I felt that very early on in multiple points in the game that I was never always very sure what I was supposed to do. Um so I totally get that. I went and knocked on every door as well. And I was just like, I don't understand. I, I don't feel like I gained much helpful information there. Um, yeah. I also, at this point, um, stopped to call home. And I just, I, again, I think the mom is hilarious. So um, she have, when you call home, she's like, oh, I heard you got a girlfriend. She's probably right next to you. Yeah. Hello, I'm cleaning the <laughs> toilet. Bye. Like, that was our conversation, and I was like, that is that is hilarious. That is a very mom kind of conversation, I yeah. feel like, in the real world. And it brought me to this uh, theory I have. I, I know we talked last week about the fact that this series is called Mother, um, but I don't... Yeah. I have a terrible auditory memory. I'm a visual learner. Did we, did we have an answer for... Do you know why it's called Mother? I feel like you didn't. I, 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 it had something to do with the Japanese version, to my okay. understanding. I don't know. My theory was that the real hero the in this is? game is the mom, because she's so supportive and just like letting her eight-year-old go off and save the world. So that was my theory. Not a bad guess. I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's not a bad reasoning either. So she is super supportive. She's totally. I believe in you, and you know, I know that. You're going to do a great things. told you that you were this magical superhuman being. So and she's always got a cookie for you every time you come home. Yeah, she's always got everything you, you want. Do you need? 
what a sweetheart that mom so that will be my uh my uh, working theory moving forward that's fair i guess we're gonna have to continue exploring that into you know the the game before this and i think there's only one after this that we we would play so i think the one after this only came out in japan though well we'll find it we'll find it definitely gonna have like an english translation somewhere online that we'll have to get reddit will save us i'm sure i'm sure so i continued exploring for a while Land died on me a bunch. She was dying in like one to two yes. hits because I hadn't found anything to equip on her. What's her name? And what drove... I, I called her Bland. Bland. I know that's not her name, but that's what I called her. She was just so boring. That's like, funny. I just look at her picture and I'm just like, you were just so bland and blah and just... You're just... Her, her name's Paula, I think right? it's supposed to be Paula, yeah. I named her Nelly. Oh, yeah. I totally wrote her name in as just Bland in my notes and I'm just gonna keep reading it that way that's fine i just wanted to make sure i knew but yeah i agree she was so weak yeah she dies so much and i think my biggest issue is when she did level up ness levels up ness gets a ton of everything you're like oh you got five guts points oh you got eight pp and she gets like three pp and an and one or two hit points and there was times where she leveled up and she got no hit points it drove me crazy that you could even through the whole game really she just never leveled up health and defense yeah she was your she was your glass cannon as they say in the rpg world just like low health but can whip out some powerful damage most of the time yeah it's just she she kind of sucked with that and so trying to level her up, trying to get her up there so that you could survive a couple hits was difficult. I remember, I spent, this was the town that I spent the most time going in and out of the hospital just to revive her. Yeah, um, I think like you said, this town to this point is definitely the most you're attacked inside of a town. And so you can kind of yeah. like grind pretty easily and close by the hospital, which isn't the worst. Yeah. But you do still have to do a little bit more grinding. Seems like a weird time to have to do that, but it happens. Well, after I explored a little bit through the cemetery, I ended up finding a couple zombies. And they were just kind of hanging out. Not up to any trouble, you know. Right, right. And so... I knew about the zombies because there's some people in a big circus tent that you talk to and they're like, hey, we've been invaded by zombies and what are we going to do? How are we going to get rid of them? Trying to determine what to do. But once you find the zombies and walk back towards town, because you can't get past them, they don't attack you, but you can't get past them. You meet this strange kind of, I called her a hooker because she looked like she wasn't wearing much clothes in the game. Is this in the hotel? Yeah, 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 so I was like, why did a hooker show up after I found this? I ever know in my notes is some sketch lady. So. Yeah, and then I also said that she, this, well, I said a, a mean, a mean B word about her. And it's like, why did she entice us into her room? Like, we're just little kids. She's like, follow me, little children. And she's <laughs> like, she didn't even put out. 
she just looks like, I mean, I think in the game, I don't have a good picture of that. Of it. I actually started taking pictures and screenshots in this game. But she looks like she's got, like, like her stomach showing and she's just walking around. She's this blonde kind of. For hooker. sure. Definitely. I don't know. She, she doesn't was, look like she's, yeah, like. She was, just, she was definitely a, a hooker, for sure. Did she have the fishnet, right. like, leggings on, too? or was Yeah. Yeah, right. So she entices you to follow her into the hotel and into her room. When you get there, there's just, like, some zombies and some ghosts hanging out at the door. And you do that exclamation point and kind of screen goes black and you're left in a cave. They just toss you underground. You yeah, they just throw you down into this cave. And you start reaching out to some kid that we don't know. Which I think is supposed to be it's Paula, like, hey. right? Or is it like her her mental connection that she has? Yeah, Paula uses her, her abilities to just reach out and find somebody to help them. Um, I think his name is supposed to be Jeff. <laughs> his name is supposed to Henry. be Henry! You named, named him Henry? Henry. Uh, That's a funny name. I named him Tyler. I don't know. I don't know why I named him Tyler. get tony for a bit he wants to help i said tony was a great friend yeah so even before we get that far you go to this snowy field the schoolhouse this is it i thought it was like almost like a home yeah i thought it was an orphanage okay and i was like the first thing that happens is he stands up and he gets out of bed he is fully dressed (laughs) not pj's like ness was when he wakes up not like boxers and like a t-shirt no he is fully dressed and he never changes from that outfit the rest of the game why is he fully dressed well what kind of weird kid is this i mean again being in uh maybe it's not that great of an orphanage maybe it's really i don't know i don't want to get too dark here But he's dressed, so you, let's get on with our adventure. Yeah, yeah, he's got clothes on. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, you go. I went to the room right next door. The one filled with presents. And you can steal all. Like you could just steal cookies from that kid. It's just presents on presents. They're Tony's presents. presents. They're, They're your friend who's no. joined you. His presents, <laughs> yeah. and you can just go in there. I and took every take them single all, one. And the kid, the two other kids watch you, and they're like, "Those were for Tony, bro. Like, not cool, man." So, I felt bad, but, like, Tony's right with you. Like, I didn't. I gave them to Tony. <laughs> you know, he used them. I vowed uh, not to use any of myself. I used them all on Tony. So, he still got his birthday present. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Tony didn't need ten cookies, so. Who doesn't need ten cookies? Yeah, I could go for a cookie, actually. Well. Tony helps you escape. There's no logic. You're best friends forever. But Tony helps you escape. Because 
you have been called to save Ness and Paula. Yeah, right? doesn't he like a table? He like turns himself into a table. You step stool. You just like jump on his yeah, back and jump over climb the onto his back. What a bro! Yep, and he's he's stuck there. He can't get out. You're you're now officially a runaway child. You are a runaway child, but you make a very nice friend, so it's okay. Yeah, so you get a little pit stop. I said you got to, it was a nice area to kind of level up because it was easy to find a few of those little tents where you could just grab some soup or broth or whatever it was, heal up, well, walk out, I mean, fight a couple guys. Was it just super broth? Because I feel like every time you drank some, you blacked out. I don't know. Yeah, you pretty much fell asleep or blacked out. I don't know. Maybe it was alcohol. You know, like, I know it was supposed to just be like, oh, you had some food and rested. But again, uh, an eight-year-old resting within, like, an adult's tent. Uh, but yeah, you drank some soup and then you pa- you passed out. Like, that was some... That was a mixed soup right there. It was. But you and uh, the other friend that comes to join you, which is just a monkey? A monkey. Yeah, I don't know where the monkey comes from. I don't know what the monkey's doing up here, but there's a monkey that it you befriend. Just hangs out. does help you in it battle. just hangs out, like, in the store, whatever store that was. Yeah. And so, you kind of just go make your way south a little bit, and you get to a little exploration area with all these tents and these scientists looking for this infamous sea creature. Nessie. Nessie. Uh, I believe Nessie is called right, Tessie. Yeah. That's how they. Which is their, you know, spin off of this, I guess. They were real creative with that one. Oh, yeah. Super creative. Uh, Tessie's just got more of a flat, long face and uh, is, interestingly enough, best friends with Monkey. The monkey. Right, so the monkey, you and the monkey are just like hanging out at the edge of the water. Tessie pops up, and the monkey just blows a bubble, and you just kind of float over to land on the back. Yeah, of like a hot air balloon. This monkey blows yep. a bubble of bubble gum, which you had you had to have so, to give to him. Yeah, and I didn't know if Tessie was like the monkey's friend. I didn't know if Tessie was the monkey's pet, or if Tessie was just like. The monkey's personal transportation Like a dolphin. I just sees the the bubble gum. It's just like, oh, I got to do my trick. I got to swim you across the ocean. Um, You just go. That was it. And I was like, that was was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It it took a while. It was a long... It was like a cut scene. I was not feeling it how long it took. But it was... uh, It was an interesting start. It was pretty funny at first, and then it just took forever to swim yeah, across the ocean. It was. And you get off Tessie, and you do your little thing, and you find your second silver pencil. And you can't do anything with this silver pencil because Nasser Paula should have your pencil eraser. Pencil eraser. Mm-hmm. Right? So you kind of have to go into this little cave. This cave wasn't so bad. It had some interesting bad guys. So it had fake presents that would just kind of attack you like the trash cans right. did. 
It also had worthless protoplasms, which pretty much just attacked you, but didn't really do any damage. I don't think I got hit once by them. Uh, yeah, I think you you damaged them. The monkey, you and the monkey, put it, put forth some damage. You know, so you would yeah, usually kill it before it could strong. even attack. Yeah, but my favorite bad guy in here was the mad duck. It just looked funny. It, does, it didn't it look does mad. Look funny, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh, okay, Mad Duck," but the Mad Duck would just constantly fall down. So I think I got hit once or twice by a Mad Duck, but most of the time it would just be like, "Oh, the Mad Duck fell down." It's like, okay, yeah. There were some weird, just like awful enemies that were <laughs> like useless, just tripped over themselves. Was... Yeah. Uh. I think I got to the end. I don't know where it was exactly, but at some point near the end of this space, this cave, or right outside of the cave, my least favorite character in the game, truth be told, popped back up, and that is the photographer guy. Uh, yeah. Like slows you down. Oh, I'm gonna take a picture. And again, I I don't I don't recall in this exact situation, but most of the game when it's of Ness or for Ness, Ness is the only one that reacts. I don't remember if Jeff reacted or did anything, or if the monkey did, because I don't think it did. And just take the picture already. Come on. Oh, it wasn't I know, so ready? I hadn't even left the cave, he took a picture. After the cave, he did it again. I left the cave, you see Stonehenge, and the photographer popped up yeah. again. Like, dude, it hasn't even been two minutes. I th Let me play. Yeah, I feel like the the biggest problem with that is that you just don't even know. Like, there's no list later on that tells you, like, you achieve, you got all these achievements. or So, like, you don't know what the purpose of him dropping out and taking the picture is. Like, if I at least knew at the end, if you told me... And you showed me the pictures again, and we're like, this is why we took this picture. Like, It'd be like a trophy system, and that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But nope. that doesn't happen, so it Not is cool. just a little waste of time. So you kind of quickly run through Stonehenge. I avoided those cavemen, to be perfectly honest, because I got into a fight at first and like took one hit, and I was like, nope, you're going to yeah, kill those me. Yeah, are some big dudes. I did a lot of they damage. Are. And I made my way down to the lab where I chatted around and walked around there. E equals MC squared was the one and only thing that I recognized and understood. Um, and, and I think there was a little bit of a foreshadowing or, or heavy implication about the doctor here. Oh, yeah. Maybe I didn't recognize that. Oh, he he gets hinted at like pretty early on. Um, he is Jeff, Jeff's dad. Oh, okay, yeah, that does that that hit. Just left him in like, the orphanage. Thanks for abandoning yeah. me. 
half a mile up the road. And like Jeff's actually like a genius too, so it's just even that much like we could have worked together, you know. Right. Kind of uh, I don't know about you. I struggled to get out of the lab. So you're supposed to hop in that little UFO slash spacecraft. Yep. It wouldn't let me enter the spacecraft. I don't see that I had an issue entering the spacecraft, so I don't know what what happened there. Yeah, so I it wouldn't let me enter at first. And so because I couldn't enter, I just kept walking around the building and like re-talking to the same people and trying to figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. Couldn't get into like second, third try, just trying to walk into the spacecraft, like do my thing. For some reason, I couldn't physically, the game like didn't detect me and let me just walk into it because that's all you needed to do. But for whatever reason, I uh, couldn't get in. was glad I finally did when I did get in because that was a pain. Yeah, I don't know. I had a problem like that later on in the game, but it was much later. Um, and then I believe, I don't have the exact quote, but the doctor says something to you about seeing you again in 10 years. And I was just like, yikes. Like, it's a long really time. A, like, come yeah. on, dude. Just show me a little love. Yeah. It's not cool. Not cool. All right. But you, but you take off yeah. in the spacecraft. You zip around a couple different areas, like you fly over a desert, you fly across some city or some town that you haven't been to yet, and you eventually get to Threed, and you look to go put the thing down nicely, gently. pretty much just drops. Right through through the ground. And into Ness and Paula's cave that we got thrown into. So Thank goodness we didn't land on them. True. Because that would have been bad. Game over. Thank goodness no rocks or you know anything fell because that also would have been bad and Everyone's perfectly fine. It's a UFO. It's got the advanced uh, collision avoidance technology. Yeah, so you, because you have the uh, the key, what was that key thing called? Um, it was some bad key machine. The bad yeah. key machine, yeah. So, so Jeff's deal is that he's like a tinkerer. Right? He... He tinkers. takes. Yeah, there are tinkers. broken items that you can get in the game, and when you sleep, like Jeff Henry, whatever his name is, he doesn't actually sleep. He's just like <laughs> he works on the broken stuff overnight and like fixes it and turns it into something that's actually useful. And so, like, he creates this yeah, bad key machine. Yeah, sometimes it's a weapon. Sometimes it's an item that you can use in battle. Sometimes it's something that you need to physically move forward in the game. Did you ever so, get the broken bazooka? Has, that was yeah. fun to fix and have just a bazooka. Right? 
you get some cool things, and it only happens if you. I think it only happens if that item is in his inventory, which was something I didn't recognize yeah, for a while. Yeah, in his inventory, you have to rest, and it has something to do with, I think, his luck, or some cert- or maybe his intelligence. It's one of his stats. So, like, some items you'll some never fix unless you level up enough and then yeah. rest. Something yeah, like that. and that was my thing, is I had things that weren't, getting fixed or weren't doing anything and I was like, I don't know, and I was struggling with the inventory this entire game, to be honest, so I was kind of like, whatever. I know this is going to be a Rust promoter, so I'm just going to sell it now because I don't want a Rust promoter. Or I would ship it off to the storage person and just not hang on to it and forget about it. Yeah, uh, I I did store a lot of stuff and then when I knew I was getting to the last part in the game, I went and like looked at it all and I was like, wow, most of this is just absolute garbage. Like I didn't even, I was just saving it at the time. Cause I was like, maybe one day this will be useful. And I never really yeah. used much of it. You were very limited. I well, felt again, like we said last time, because the items you equipped were still in your inventory, you only had like half the inventory space you were supposed to have at any given time. Like it's not as big as it looked. That drove me crazy. That and the fact that, like, the pencil eraser or the eraser eraser or the cell phone thing that you, you have to carry them carry with you. around so much yeah. stuff just on the normal basis. And then you add in everybody's four slots for an item. Never mind if you find a new item that you want to equip. You can then just drop the old one, I guess, or if you wanted to try and make some money back, go and sell it. But that means you have to hold on to it until you get to a place to sell it. Right. And um, there's just so many things. By the end of it, most of that stuff didn't sell for anywhere near. Like you have, what, a quarter of a million dollars, a half a million dollars, and and they sell for like a thousand. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, just drop it. So there was times where late in the game, I started just dropping things a lot. But at this point, I was still just trying to add as much money as I could, knowing that I was sending Paula to the hospital every two fights. But now you've got a party of three. You do, but before you're a party of three, I don't know what you did here. You talk to Jeff, and he offers to join you, but it's a yes or a no of if if you want him to. I tried turning him down, he worked lie. so hard to get to us. He saved us. I, I was like, nope, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to hang out with you. The game won't let you turn him down. Like, he keeps repeating the same two or three questions of like, well, come on, we'd be great. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. But I wanted to see what the game would let me do and how it would spin things around. And it just puts you into an endless loop of you're forced to say yes at some point. Uh, maybe maybe his uh maybe Jeff missed more for you in your game because he was just like depressed. He was like, they don't really want me here. Some secret yeah, missed ten percent more often. Poor guy. Orphan, no friends. Poor guy. Uh, well, he was I my up friend. A bit so... Before... <laughs> so he liked you. Yeah. He did Let's better. go, Henry. I leveled up a little bit before I did anything just to try and continue to prevent any of this repetition of going to the hospital. Uh, 
But once I leveled up, I went down and I took on the mad tent. The evil whatever, tent. The evil tent. Yeah, the tent yeah, that you like, had why is there already. A tent that's evil. Is this the one at the southern uh, edge of the, the the town, or is this the one right in the middle? Uh, this is the one at the bottom okay, of the town. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, there's magically this new tent, and you're like, oh, I wonder what's down here, and it's just... It's weird. It's a, a big circus tent, tent. Like, a big circus tent, and it's just got eyes and a mouth, and not even really, yeah. like... I don't know. Just clearly, I don't know. It's a weird looking thing. Just an evil tent. Well, in the fight, it's just the eyes and the mouth. Right. It's not even like anything else. Right. So you just get the crazy background and eyes and mouth. Uh, but you have to take it on because you need the fly honey. Fly honey. To jar of fly honey. Yeah. Very important item. Quest item. And I think the only reason you need it, I think you have to give it to Apple Kid to turn it into zombie paper. Yeah, fly paper, but for zombies. Right? Makes total Absolutely. sense. What other way do you know to rid yourself of some zombies other than zombie paper, obviously? I have no idea how to get rid of zombies. If I did, then, you know. Uh, you're one of those unprepared for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready. Just take me first. It'll be easier. Thanks. Our Call of Duty fans are going to be disappointed. I'm great at Call of Duty. All right, well, zombies. then you're ready for the zombie apocalypse. Real life zombies. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you get the zombie paper, and you bring it to take that. the the main tent in the middle. Yeah, where all the townspeople, the mayor, all those people were stressed and worried you take it to help them and you do what you like you go and put it on the floor in like three or four different locations inside this little uh, you just put it just down, down like once. i you just yep and so and you, all the zombies now come in and just get stuck to the floor yeah you you have to go like rest i think and you come back the next day and they're just all lying on the floor just like stuck on the paper and one of the things that I thought was funny is, like, you can talk to the zombies. They will respond to you. Some of them will just give you, like, kind of silence, the dot, 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 dot. Some will, like, actually give you responses. Some of them are definitely dead. <laughs> They're not moving. They don't respond. They're just dead. It kind of made me feel like a bad yeah, person. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Flypaper. It's death lethal, I guess. Yeah. But once you take them on, you can go for a little bit of an adventure where those zombies were kind of protecting that pathway right. in the, near the graveyard. You have access to the ladder down below. Mm -hmm. So you make a little, you know, adventure through the path onto a, a new space. Which is not like a town. It's just kind of this pond, lake area. And there's some interesting bad guys here as well. The, this is where you fight the crocodile and the armored frogs. Yes. 
I can I just I don't I mean I remember the what does the alligator do like a continuous attack like he just hits you like he does a lot of damage fast I think he can hit you twice, twice in a row yeah. he does a lot of damage yes he does a lot of damage and he can take a good amount of damage yep. how about the frogs the frog has a, an extremely high uh, physical defense so this is where you really need to start using Paula's yes, okay. magic or you know Ness's magic but Paula's, I think the fire worked really well on them. And Jeff was the guy. He would, he had the spy ability. I used that right away. Yes. The spy ability. And that really was super helpful because it would give you an idea on the enemy's health and defense, attack and defense, but also give you hints on Potential. if that enemy had a weakness. Yeah. It also, and I don't know if this only happened later once you got to a certain level or not, but it also gave you the ability to kind of just take an item if they had an item. Yes, I got that a couple times. Um, it it didn't feel like it happened very often, but it was always nice no. when it did. But but no, I I would always use it because um, you know the enemies are pretty themed in an area. Like if I entered a new cave, I knew I was going to see a lot of the same enemy over and over for a while. So you just, in that very first battle, you spy on them. Like you said, you get their weaknesses, and then you kind of figure out the most efficient way to take them out before they start hitting back. And so that spy ability, um, just very early on in new areas, was infinitely helpful. Oh, yeah. So helpful. And so you kind of make your way up this little lake... Um, there was a cave midway or most of the way. And then when you get all the way to the top of the screen, there's just a dead end. So I made my way back towards the cave where there's another small kind of path. And you end up in a new village, a new town. You end up in Saturn Valley. I don't know. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to describe Saturn Valley and these Mr. Saturn. So Saturn Valley's the weird place with the. I don't know what these people. I, like I don't know what to call these pygmy. people. This is like the little alien things with a huge nose and like the one single hair. Yeah. I, and crazy. They talked in like hieroglyphics. I don't know yeah, how to explain like their a why. Very weird font. It's hard to read sometimes. Yeah, and they talked um, excessively with weird. a weird grammatical difference as well. Like uh, sometimes you had to sit there and work out what they were saying. I think I believe they call you a zoomer as well. Some of them. <laughs> we are a zoomer. Yeah, or like zoom is thing. the word for you or something in their language. So I got a lot of that, and I thought that was kind of funny. Actually, I didn't mention it, but before I had even gotten here, I had also had the photographer show up again. So I haven't made it very far. I haven't done a lot, and I just again. Yeah, when you hit the dead end, I, I think in. right. It's the waterfall, yeah. and yeah, yeah. 
but these people are funky, they're weird, uh, they do give you a free place to sleep, which was awesome, so I, I kind of abused oh, that sure. and kept going back to the cave to fight the, I think there was just roaches or something in there, those bad guys in there, leveled up a little bit more, go back, they, they just, they're, it's hard to sit and read some of the things they say. Yeah, uh, yeah, you have to learn a whole new language. Well, because it's, it's almost like, not only are you reading it, it's almost like a mixture of Yoda and, like, Schmeagol talking at the same time, and you're just like, what the hell just came out of its mouth? Yeah, for sure, and Schmeagol's the one writing the commentary yeah. <laughs> of the, the captions. Like, why are you? Why is this in all caps? Are you yelling at me? Are you happy for me? Like, what are you doing? Um, but one of them does give you some important information. Super important information. Um, and I was—I don't know—I was at a loss here. <laughs> um, I'd never had—I've never experienced. I don't think anything like this in a video game before that I can remember. Have you? The password for this uh, uh, hideout. The do nothing password. Yeah. yeah. Um. I can think of a game where it's it's in, it's something that you need to do, but it's never. It's not. I don't know if it's mandatory in that game to be honest. Hmm. But so the game I'm thinking there's and again I've played almost no Castlevania in my life. I've played a little bit. I can tell you that it is Castlevania. Like I can't tell you which one. But I, I know that there's a Castlevania teams. where you have to kneel near a wall and it opens up like the passage further or it opens up a secret. I don't even know. I've just heard somebody talking about it before and for some reason that stuck in my brain. But for how long do you have to kneel? It's a long time, like thirty seconds to a minute at least. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure that out while you talk about right. this. Yeah. One. So you're told that the password is to do nothing for three minutes, and so uh, yeah. you walk back to the waterfall, uh, which is the next place that you are supposed to go, and you just you park your you park nests right in front of the waterfall, and you actually sit there and I, I watched my timer my clock tick for three minutes before then oh i put it down and walked away <laughs> uh i was just too comfortable probably had a cat in my lap so i just sat there and i was like mm, three minutes but then you get in yeah and so this is just an interesting uh stretch of time I don't have too many notes on the actual yeah. inside, though. Oh, uh, I had a few. Um, so I sit behind the falls. It's like, what the hell is a foppy? A foppy. Yeah, it was just the weird red orb thing with eyes and feet. Yeah, um, there were some weird enemies in this game. This is where it really started. That's, a, that's the nice way of putting yeah. it. These guys were easy, but I was just like, "What? What the hell is a poppy? Why? Like, what? Why am I fighting a 
I don't know. It just was weird. Uh, so I had that question, but other than the foppy, I I don't know about you. I said that Master Belch was super easy. Yeah, you had um, you had something that you just had to throw at him first, right? You had an important item. That, Do you have to? About the right. So my notes, I literally wrote, hit him with a rocket and two level two ice attacks and he was dead. Well, that'll do it too. All I did. I thought there was a, yeah, you know. like you threw the jar of honey at him, I thought. Like it distracted him or something. Oh. I didn't know that you could throw a jar of honey at him. I just did it. Well, that's interesting because I don't think you... I'm pretty sure you can't actually kill him without throwing a jar of honey at him. I did much... I So I fought him for a long time. I hated Master Belch. But the game... Yeah, I remember your text because that was one of the few times we text about this yeah. early on. This was a... Uh, the low point of the game maybe even for me um just i swear i tried him a couple different times for a long time did a ton of damage and he kept wiping me out and then i remembered because they actually hint at it and so maybe you just did it automatically because of all the hints but i just wasn't paying close enough attention or something um i'm pretty sure you have to throw the jar of fly honey that you have at him first to distract him And then he's really easy. He takes like two hits, and then I just felt like an idiot. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm looking at it now. You do have to throw the fly honey at him to distract Belch. So, yeah, I hated that. That was my worst. That was one of the um, Guardian fights, right? Did you get a sound after that? Yeah, it was one of the Guardian fights, surprisingly. I think that one was my <laughs> I least... Think it's Again, it should have been easy. I just wasn't paying attention, and so that was my least favorite uh, guardian fight for me. Like, my most difficult, I guess, in one sense. I did not have much struggle with him. I thought he was hilarious. Like, the idea that you're fighting vomit, and he legitimately just, like, kind of makes belching weird sounds. do that. Like, That's true. It's just like, this is the most obscure fight I've ever been in in my life. And I'm sure that for a lot of people that if you've played... Did you play uh, Conker's Fur Day for the 64? I did not, actually. Oh. Do you know any of the bad guys in that game? Because I think that's the only other game where I think there's something of this outrageous of an idea of a boss fight. I wouldn't know any specifically. Okay, so that in that game you fight Master Pooh, which is just a pile of poo. <laughs> okay, and this is the like the game. I mean, this game came out. I don't know how many years beforehand. It was like a mature came rated out game, right? Rated M. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I definitely heard but, plenty about it. Nothing. Again, I'm not a uh, auditory learner. It's not my strength, so. There's an infamous song that we'll have to play at some point. It's definitely a good game well, to have to play him. at some point, too, for us. So. 
Yes, we will. I need to play like I, I have never played all the way through that game. I need to. You take belts on, you struggle or you dominate, depending on what you do. And you get out of the whole place. And I don't know about you, but I sat and had a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. I don't even know. And it just started lecturing me about my adventure. Oh, right. Yeah. This is the second time that you drink something and just sort of you have like, I was like, did they just give you like LSD or something? I don't know. I just don't fully understand like where this came it was very from. Long, like, it, just is like, it was like the Zelda moment where it pauses and it goes through the whole long message of like you're the chosen one, you're the you're gonna save the world, but it's like we're already what did you say, four towns, three, four towns, yeah, two, four, three bosses into the game. It's like it's kind of a weird timing for this part of the game. Yeah. And actually Belch wasn't the the guardian, so to speak. You had to actually keep going a little bit further. So right after you get your, your coffee break, you know, lecture, I felt like I was just like, oh, come on, let's go. I want to play. And so you continue your way through. You find another cave to kind of cut through after you get through. Did you sit in the pink pond? I That's what I called it. Um, that heals you. It was nice. Like a I hot didn't, spring. I, I didn't realize you had to kind of... I don't know. Do you have to move around? I feel like I sat in there and nothing happened. And I was like, well, maybe if I move her and then eventually everything got better. I know. I feel like as I sat in there, the screen got like lighter and lighter and lighter. And you just had to wait a while for it to fully kick in. Well, you eventually make your way through another kind of cave, open space, cave again. Oh, so um, I do have to I have pause real quick because you you would think that that's what you're supposed to do next, right? And again, because the way I played this game, um, taking breaks in between, I had forgot about this other cave situation. Oh, there was yeah. this cave that, like, when you try to do it at first, it was so there's a guy standing in front of it, right, and he wouldn't let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, but now obviously you can get in. Um, I didn't. I I went back to th- three, I think, and finished this. Um, I just went to the next town, I guess, or I went to the desert. So what you're about to describe, I actually skipped. <laughs> I had to come back to it uh, <laughs> way later. Well, that's that's okay. Uh, I didn't skip this part. I didn't miss this one, but you make your way through to get to the next shining spot and you have to take on the I don't remember what this thing was called. The sprout? It was like a it was like one of the sprouts, but it was the two basic sprouts and then like a boss sprout. Um it says here they called it no. Um Trillionage Sprout? Like that Yeah, I don't remember that, but yeah, it was some it was definitely some that. kind of sprout mushroom. Mm. Had a little mushroom companion, Anna. Yeah. And again, I I have so little notes on it because I legitimately feel like I took this thing out 
in two hits. Uh, yeah, I definitely did as well because I was um, like 40 levels higher than I should have been fighting this guy. So I smoked him. Yeah, hard. I mean, sure, it's very different for you. Uh, but then you that did, was a quick fight did for get me. Your soundstone for me was the last soundstone I got. <laughs> was yep. it really? Yeah. What was the uh, soundstone for this one? Um, remember, this was like the little pond, right? Yeah, and you hear your mom say something. Yeah. Like one of them, I think you heard your dog bark. One of them, your dad says something. One of them, your mom says something. Well, I was in and out of that place pretty quickly, other than getting... I felt like I took more time just to get to it than I did actually doing anything there. But once you do get through, you go back to Threed, all the buses are open, all the routes are open, and the town does not look like it's... It's not in a haze anymore. Yeah, it's not in that darkness. It's very bright and sunny again. on a bus and you eventually follow your way to get stuck in some traffic traffic jam through the desert yeah. yeah so you make your way into the desert and you at some point get stopped because you're stuck in traffic so you can't do anything but there's a little store where you can buy some odds and ends now and did you see the the sign for the store on your drive in through the desert I did, but I don't recall what it's just it a big said. billboard and all it says is drugs. <laughs> Giant billboard. Hey man, everybody needs some. Filled with the five letters, drugs. It was pretty hilarious. I had to go back and check that place out first, obviously. And it's the drugstore. Everybody needs some drugs. Uh I don't know about you, but I did not do well. In the desert at first. It took me a while to kind of figure out how I wanted to manage all the status effects that I felt like I was getting. Yeah, you... Um, I didn't even really know what I was supposed to right. do. Again, they're weird. They're, they're status effects that are, like, very specific to Earthbound. They're not used in any other game. Like, you can find equivalents to them, but they're much more common. So you're yeah. walking through the desert and your character starts, like, sweating... And you can yeah. get sunstroke, I think it's called. Yeah. and I. But again, I like the visual display of it happening yeah. so you know immediately sure. who's affected or who's not affected. Because it could be you could walk through and just, you know, Ness would get it and Paul or, you know, whatever. So you could tell who had it and who didn't immediately. Yeah, and it wasn't just a healing A or alpha or whatever the 
denominations. Yeah, you had to are. use the second one. I thought it was just the first one. Nah, it was probably the second one. Uh, I could be wrong. And this is, I, I think this was my issue with the healing, at least. I could never remember what things each one could or couldn't heal or like take care yeah, of. I had to look. So I felt like every single time I was going into the status, status looking at Ness, determining what does this, you know, cover slash what does this not cover. And which was annoying because the, the menus were just not the easiest to navigate. And they were kind of, I don't know. I felt like they were a little annoying. So many menus embedded in other menus. I think my biggest issue was you couldn't do that in a battle. And when yeah, you needed to know exactly true. what thing to yeah. use. And so there was times where I used the basic one and it would be like, oh, nothing happened. And I'm like, what a waste. I'm trying to heal poisoning. I'm trying to heal whatever. And I just don't know what which, which this does and doesn't do. Right. And only Ness has healing of the three and yes. so and he's also like at this point typically your hardest hitter so like i'm trying to i don't yeah. want to have to use him to heal and then when i have to do it two rounds in a row because i used the wrong heal yep that's it gets you mad yeah um i randomly and found so the thousand dollars in the middle of the desert though did you find that a thousand bucks I don't think so. I did find there's a a white sesame seed and a black sesame seed. I don't remember if they did anything. They taught you, and I found a contact lens, but I never knew what to do with that, and I left that in my like storage thing and never gave it to anybody. So I just, I did do that storyline. I kind of remember it. I'll have to look it up a little bit, but um, yeah. I feel like this is where I just never found what I was supposed to do with these items because they're not like main storyline items, I don't think. But I was just like, I don't know what to do with this contact yeah. lens. Um, so the sesame seeds I found a little bit later, but you you went and like talked to them in a certain order and would find out like they they yeah. So you talked to them first of all. Well, you didn't pick them up; they were in your inventory, yeah. but. Um, they like love each other, but they got separated and I don't know, I don't know how they move, but they wouldn't just like go meet up with each other, even though they, they're in love. I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. I talked, I went back and forth like a couple times between them, but nothing really came of it. So I don't know. Um, but the, uh-huh. what was the other thing? The contact, contact lens goes to like, I think it was. I mean, I might be missing a step here, but it was like a chain of items, um, like a grandma in one of the houses in the next um, city town, I think. It was like one of theirs and you gave it to them and got something else in return. Maybe that you it was just like a chain of items that you had to slowly pass along to the next person. Okay. I don't remember where it ultimately leads, but I, it led me nowhere. So um, some of the bad guys, I mean, partly just do with the status effects were tough here. Uh, I feel like 
Did we have one of those exploding yes, things again? I have un- more. Those there's more shit in the just... desert that explodes and kills you. Because you're not ready to deal with that yet. Your characters are too low level. They die too easily. You just don't, I mean, especially Paula. She just never has enough health and defense to handle anything of a real attack in this yeah. game. Uh jeez, I forgot about those things. I, they made those things suck the most. I just don't like those. I don't. What did you even have to do? I don't like. I felt like I wandered the desert a few times and nothing came of it. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get through this traffic? I figured traffic would have broke. I went to as many places as I could find and do and whatever. Yeah. So there was um, you had to go up and around. Uh, some of the mountains, and there was like a dig going on, I think. Oh, yeah, you had to find that house with the digger with the uh, the backup. Yeah, but I don't think you could really go into the dig yet. It was like he was just started no. digging, um, and so you just kind of kept walking, and you could get all the way around the traffic. And then if you turned around on the road, the traffic was all gone. Well, the other thing about the the road was, as long as you were walking on the road, you didn't suffer from the heat stroke. That didn't make any sense to me, but... You never had that issue. Which was kind of nice, but it was also kind of one of those things of like, why am I safe Right, I feel like you would be more immediately sunstroked if you're walking around on the black pavement. Well, whatever. I was happy to get out of the desert, to be honest, and, you know, we get a quick cut through of a tunnel did you a quick before cut we through. get to the neck did oh, you run into the uh the three brothers oh the three brothers the gambler yeah, they guys? were like a, a three-man slot machine they each had like a little poster that they would hold up like this is your i ding, did ding. did I didn't earn I didn't anything. either. I never won. I didn't play a ton, okay. but I did pay a bunch of money to try and never won yeah. anything. So I was like, all right, I don't know if this is rigged or I don't I don't know. I do want to know what happens if you win though, or what what the potential I winning options are. I kinda wanna know, are. but I have no idea. Do you know? I don't. Um I had forgotten about them. I just have them here in my notes now. Um I would l lo- I'm we have we we each have a ton of money, so I might have to just go back and find out before our next episode. Yeah, I have no idea what happens, and truth be told, I was kind of annoyed because I felt like I spent a lot of money, and I was like, "Come on, give me some, right. at least give me my money yeah. back, or like even something. like let me know it's possible to win, like give me a fraction of my money back." Yeah. Like I got literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, whatever. So I then I gave up. One, and I, I moved back. on. Yeah, I got back at some point, and I didn't even go to them. I was oh, yeah. just like, screw it, I'm going to the desert. Yeah, for sure. So on through the tunnel, right. and then we end up in Foreside. Well, you get a nice little bridge scene, too. I thought that was like a cool little... You know, it wasn't just a tunnel. It was like, oh, you went through the tunnel. Now you're on a cool little bridge, and then you're back through a tunnel, and then you're in Foreside. Eh, you had to walk back and forth too much, I think. I didn't like it. It's yeah. a waste of time. Well, I don't know. What were like what were your thoughts of Foresight? Um, it was diagonal. 
is what I, I immediately yeah. thought it was just <laughs> weird. It was set up different. I mean, it made sense because it was like a city, had sci- skyscrapers, towers. Um, but you just aren't used to moving diagonally in this game, and you kind of had to do that for this specific city. Um, yeah, they really changed the script on how to just maneuver this city. It came. It just looked weird in my like my brain didn't click with my brain from all the everything I'd set up to believe visually. Um, I did walk by a building with a sign that was a planning meeting for Earthbound Two. Did, did you? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were some funny little fourth wall references there. Um. Like, I forget who made this game, but it was, like, employee meeting soon or something upcoming. Yeah, and again, this this city has its own kind of characteristics with those skyscrapers. You've got a bunch of signs out on the street. You've got a little museum to stop and visit at. You find the Runaway 5 again. Which I do have a picture of the Runaway Five, and there are six people on stage, Ness included. Ness goes on stage. Ness ends up. I think no, 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 no. Excuse me, that's not Ness. It looked like Ness from the side. It's all. There are six people on the stage. There's six of them. I'm telling you. Yeah. One, two, three, four. But I think there's only five in the the. the I don't know if it's the changing room or whatever. There are, yeah. There are always only five off stage. But on the stage, there are always six. I'm I'm not remembering if it's the same. Like, the sixth member might might be a different person every time. So it might just be, Mm. like, the the local talent joins the Runaway Five. I don't know. But there were always six on stage. So it's just... I had a question in my opinion. Uh, while you're there, I I don't know what else happened to you there, so I kind of just explored everything as much as I could. I got into a couple fights with some weird, like, yogi people, some hippies, and I, when, when I was with the Runaway Five, I was like, at least they changed their dance. Like, you're going to sit and watch this cutscene, and the dance is bad, but I was like, at least they changed it. You get into a big skyscraper. And your your favorite person in the game, Pokey, is in this building. Looks like such a. And he he, really shits on you. He reminds me of Cartman. That's that's what it is. He reminds me of a Cartman. Yeah. Just this fat little annoying. Except he's rich, so he's even worse. He's even more of a douche. Like. Yeah. He's just one step ahead of you the whole game because he's got money. Fuck that guy. But this whole, everybody in this building's weird. Like, there's a guy in there, and he's, like, talking about losing his shirt playing solitaire. And you're like, what type solitaire. of solitaire do you play? Like, what the? F-? You get in the elevator, and the light lady in there, like, she's ringing, you know, what floor? Like, she's like, don't be looking at my hips. And like, yeah, she was, like, she was really adamant that with hips, she was all talking to hips all the time. It's weird. I just. Didn't know what to think with this whole space and this whole building. Like, there's security guards for Pokey. Pokey's dad is there. And I was like, what? Whatever. And you, you go and talk here. to Pokey, and you they he has his security guards just escort you out of the building, basically, or out of the room at least. Yeah. And then there's this 
one other elevator that you can not get to. We get to later. Um. So yeah. But after down. that, I don't know. Um, is there something you had to do? Because after that, I went. I went back to the desert. Um. I feel like I tried to look around for something else to do and got. I didn't know. Um. And so I did also end up going back to the desert. All right. So I went back to the desert. I went to where the dig site was. Yep where you had to walk around the first time. Yep. And get in now. I so you go down there and my first fight was with a mad duck, again one of my favorite yeah. bad guys. And a character called Noose. Noose man. man. <laughs> I don't know how they got away with using that as a character. Cuz that just sounds not And okay. he really was literally it's just, a noose. just a yeah. noose. Yeah, with eyeballs. Like, what were these people thinking with this? I'm telling you, there are some weird enemies in this game. I just don't understand where they came from. Yes, there are some weird enemies in this game. And so as you continue to explore this dug-up hole, you find some of these massive moles. Yes. And they all... They are... So there's five moles they tell you this each one of yep. them will tell you that there are five moles um and that they in some form or another they're like they each say that they're the third hardest or the third strongest or like i'm just number three in general yeah it's really weird confused me for so a i didn't know there. if this was like a reference to something or if i had missed like some commentary somewhere and i just couldn't find anything because i actually did stop and look I just have no idea why they're all the third strongest. Yeah, and in the background behind them during the fight, it's just like, oh, just number threes, three. Yeah. Just number three, number three. So, I don't know. Yeah. Really weird. I didn't know if you had known something, because I believe your score for Kid Icarus had like some type of connection to the number three, didn't it? Um... Not that I, it didn't, uh, it didn't come up in this game at least. Like whatever that uh, yeah. connection was, didn't didn't ring any bells for me in this game. Okay. Well, you took out all five moles. What do you end up getting when you do? Um, probably another picture with the photo man. Oh, don't you find? Don't you find like gold or something? Um. That sounds right. Was it the a valuable gem? That's what it was. Ah, uh, okay, a valuable yeah, right, right, gem. Right. And I think as you're driving back the, or as you're walking back, whatever you chose to do, I walked back. The you can drive back. Guy comes and pays you. Yeah, towards Foreside. Because you have to save the Runaway Five again. <laughs> Bail him out again. I didn't really want to this time. Yeah, I was like, come again. on. So you, you've like, got to take this gem back. At some point, I would like to keep the money and the stuff that's worth money that I find. Why do I have to keep bailing these guys out? That's the whole point of the game. It should just be called Runaway 5. Six of them. <laughs> they do. All right, you make your way back. This time, there's the seven of them. The guy... 
Is there really? How are you counting well, these? Where's this I mean, thing coming so from? When you do free them, there is uh the girl, Venus. And she oh, performs yes. the girl that I thought it was the same girl that um got lured you into the hotel <laughs> from three. I didn't recognize that if that was the case. She definitely was wearing a different outfit, I think. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. She was close enough. I believe it. Anyone who's going to stand up there with a band with six members of the Runaway Five is pretty psychotic in my book. She could be a predator. Yeah. So you finally, you pay them off. You free them again. There's, you know, Creeper Girl who looks like the same person that got you dumped in the cave. And you're kind of, I don't know what you did right away. I kind of wandered around again, not knowing what exactly to do. I think that you get a, a notification that the department stores are open. Yeah. Um, this was a peak frustration. Like, again, I have a note here where I, so I guess, I don't know how you're supposed to know this, but you're supposed to go to the cafe for no reason at all there's no reason for you to go in the cafe but you go into the cafe or towards the cafe and is it one of the runaway five or is it just some random dude i forget oh yeah no no i remember but i don't think you know yet but it's um ever dread from i think you're a step ahead what did you do next then i went to the the um, the department oh, store. Oh, I see. Yep, yeah, you're right. You're right. And when you go to the department store, like all of the lights the go out. out. Right. And then a bunch and... of presents attack you. Well, Paula gets kidnapped, so now it's just you and Jeff. Yeah, it was always way harder to like. You get used to fighting with a bigger party, and they take one away, and then just. Makes it so makes the game so much harder. It makes it Ratchets so much harder. Like again, just knowing that you're most of the the bad guys attack one at a time, and they attack you like one hit. Like they hit Ness, they hit Paula, they hit Ness, they hit Jeff. Like it's not like all three of you get hit. At least not at this point, typically. Right, and you so get really three hits away, before you know. Yeah. You're fighting sometimes three, five guys at yeah. a time, so they're all getting their hits in, and you're just getting walloped. Yeah, this took me a couple. I had to back out and go back to the desert and just grind so many levels. I tried this department store so many times, and similar to... It was similar to the police fight from the beginning, but worse, because it took so yeah. much longer to get there, but I would get to the last boss and have nothing left. No more PP, uh, no more health, yeah. and I just would die, and then I'd be, I'd have to turn it off and try again tomorrow. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. By the time I got to the boss here, and I don't even remember what the boss is. It's some weird alien thing, right? Um, it is a weird alien thing. I didn't even know. It makes so no got... sense. It's just a, uh, like a ghost, maybe ghost alien. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't remember. Department store spook. 
Yeah, I don't I don't I think that's what it was called. I don't know. It was weird. I, I think I hit it, like Ness attacked it, and I used a big bottle rocket on it, and that was pretty much it, though. Like, I think I had a round, maybe two of attacks, and I was just like, okay, getting to you was much harder than defeating you. I don't know. I had to, I... And I just feel like this was the, the common trend that I found eventually, was that getting to the boss was typically pretty difficult. Defeating the boss typically wasn't. There was one boss that I feel like I really struggled with, but we'll get to that one when we get to that one. Yeah, I think I just had a little, not quite enough um, by the time I got to the end, but like once I knew what I needed to get to the end with and just did a better job managing my own items and and spells, um, it, made it, it made it easier, but it was, uh, it took me a while to kind of yeah, figure that strategy out. So you defeat Alien Guy and... This is where I think you were talking about with the the cafe, right? Yeah. Again, I don't know how or why I'm supposed to know to go to the cafe. I don't feel like I heard anything specific about the cafe, but um, you go to the cafe and there's a dude just passed out in the alleyway. And I couldn't get to it. Like, there's a crowd surrounding him. And there's this one spot that looked like a gap. But I had trouble getting in there, so I was like, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know what to do. Um, and I, I, I talked to everyone, but there was one that I felt like I couldn't reach. Um, so I talked to everyone but one person, and nothing happened. So I just like, I walked away, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. There's got to be something that I'm supposed to do right here. But, and then right. eventually, I think the same. Exact I was thing. able to figure out how to get around one person so I could talk to the last person and have him move out of the way so I could get to this passed out dude. Yeah, same exact thing happened to me and I was just like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed and to And there were a couple times, that was the first time that happened to me, but it did happen later on in the game at some narrow locations where like I couldn't, it took me a while and I had to switch from the joystick back down to the directional pad to get him to kind of like keep moving i would get stuck and like try and press every direction and couldn't get him unstuck sometimes for a little bit well eventually when you were capable of actually getting a chance of talking to this dude you find out there's a secret passage in the cafe go for a little adventure in there right like i i was like oh okay yeah even um before that he he talks he references this gold statue again yeah which i forget i don't know how many times like that there was the treasure hunter back near ness's house like even before Wanette, onet whatever yep um the the happy happy village guy has this right statue yep the car 
Mr. Carpainter, maybe that's his name. Um, yeah. And is this the next time after that? I think this is the third time we've come across this okay. statue or the the conversation. Of yeah. And then, I mean, he makes it seem like he's going to die. Like it's this like he's he's passed. He's laid down in the alley. You like walk over him to him and it's almost like you got his head in your your lap in your hands. And he's just like, uh, uh, like coughing and like stuttering and gives you this big long death speech and then he just gets up and walks away right you're fine uh, but he does give you the info you need to go into the cafe and like tug on something a light fixture or whatever and like trip the secret room entrance yeah and you end up in the fifth dimension of Moonside. Moonside. There's a very neon. Man, I don't know about you. This this place was trippy. Yeah. It was cool. I really liked it because it's just super neon and bright, and it's very dark. But then there's like the the outlines of buildings or the the street or whatever, and it's just very bright. It was cool. So and it was so it was like Foreside, but it was also like Foreside jumbled up, like there had been an earthquake and. There were yeah. there you had to you couldn't get to some stuff just by walking around. No, you couldn't and you couldn't just like walk through places. There was times where like I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna walk this way and it would just block you. You just couldn't go through that right. or walk that direction. Which was kind of frustrating. Yeah, you uh, actually had to talk to some of them and they would like teleport you, which at first I didn't yeah. understand. That that like you actually that needed the longest needed time to, to do out. that, and you had to pay attention because they'd each send you to a specific location. Like I thought it was just random; they were just like sending me somewhere random else and to walk around Moonside. And that's truth be told, that's like exactly how I felt with it as well. So I was happy to fight some abstract art and whatnot, but as I was exploring through this place they tell you you need to find uh where did it go you need to find a guy with a gold tooth and a unibrow and i was like what the okay so i thought i needed to leave and go back and talk to what's his name everdread okay yeah i was like oh is that does he have a gold tooth like i don't know i just got a mustache like maybe it's him so i went back into foresight clearly couldn't get anything went back into moonside kept talking to those dudes that teleport you not realizing that they teleport you very specifically. So you have to find the right guy to talk to to actually teleport you to the correct like location so that you can progress in the space. I don't think I realized you could go back to Foreside. I thought I was stuck in Moonside until I did whatever I needed to do. No. Interesting. Um, well, I made like two or three laps. I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do. I'm tired. I don't want to talk to this guy. He's just going to teleport me randomly somewhere, and that's not cool. I don't like that. So I just kept wandering. I have stopped, I stopped talking to the teleporter people. Yeah, I don't know. I figured it out when eventually I talked to a guy who teleported me to another like present that you could open, and I was like, oh well, I'm just like, 
and then I talked to him again, and he sent me the one that was opened. So I was like, oh, they're they're bringing me to the same place. Like eventually, I figured out they're teleporting you to the same place every time. So there must be a a path of teleportation. Yeah. Well, that took me a while to figure out to be truth truthful. I could see it. The game does not, uh, you know, again, recurring theme that it's just tough to know what uh, exactly to do sometimes. Although this one is a little warranted, I think. It's supposed to be this crazy upside down, dark, opposite place. But eventually you figure out, you find the gold man with the gold tooth. Yeah. He's invisible. The invisible man with the gold. He is invisible. So I don't, I don't know. Do you really find him, or <laughs> I don't? Does he really exist? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I was like, okay, I found him. Like you're in the elevator again with the lady with the hips, but on the dark side of it, and just, he's just there. He's like, hey. I'm just like, oh, okay. So eventually you take him to talk to somebody so that you can go fight the boss of this area. Which is the gold statue. Yeah, the Manny Manny statue. Which to this point in the game has been like a... I've been like, this is a really evil artifact. We need to get rid of this thing. Yeah, we should just destroy it. How do you do with this fight? Um, I don't think I had any issues with it. I think it was pretty easy. Um, I don't know. How about you? I got a little lucky because most, almost all of my people got paralyzed before I could heal them. And I don't know if I even had the ability to heal using Nessus magic. So I had no items that healed. I was just stuck trying to use magic to kill him so eventually the magic killed him off but it was one of those things that i was paralyzed so i can just do my basic attacks and i was already running low on pp so i was getting worried about that and just had a little luck but took him on the first time took him out the first time nice nice and then yeah. and then it, it gets destroyed um but then i was confused by this i guess the statue made you hallucinate and believe for yes. so i wasn't sure if that meant the statue i was confused i thought at first maybe the statue itself was a hallucination so i was like oh well we didn't really destroy this evil artifact and i thought it was gonna come back again later i i didn't understand but i think you smashed it yeah you smash it here and you're in like the back of the cafe or you're in like some space near the cafe but you walk out apple kid calls you up and he's got this great new event um i I have a note here that i think he was the first maybe but there were a ton of moments where the game either stopped you or like you would talk to someone and they all told you you needed to be back at the desert yeah so you need to go back and you get well you get the gourmet yogurt machine and you need to go back to the desert 
Go back to the desert. Every single person's like, go back yeah, to the it's desert. Like everyone and their what mother the is just telling me to go to the desert. It's like, I get it. Like, of all the of all the times in this game that I've not known where to go, and no one will tell me where to go, and now everyone is telling me to go to the desert. Nope. Well, they just wanted to make sure you knew where to go. Even a monkey, I feel like, told me to go to the desert. Well, you end up back in the desert. And near the shop that we had been at before that said drugs, there was a small cave that we could enter, and there was a guy blocking the way to, like, the second, like, door. Like, you walked down, you, like, went in, and there was someone blocking it. They were meditating. Now that passage has opened, and you're supposed to find that person whose name is, if I pronounce it correctly, Tararama? Uh, I called him Tal- Talarama. Talarama? Okay, Talarama. So, he is in this kind of a maze of a cave with a bunch of monkeys. Yeah, this one's an interesting... I didn't... I minded it very much um, immediately. I thought it was kind of cool later on, um, but for everyone telling me to walk over to the desert... And then I get there, and then I'm unprepared, and then I have to walk all the way back was annoying. Yeah, I think that was my biggest... That, and again, my inventory. Right. I legitimately, as I played through this, had like one or two slots of items available. And just was like this... I don't mind the maze and the back and forth. I just didn't like the inventory control because it'd be like oh i can't give you this item I'm like come on yeah. just now i gotta figure out which item to drop or which item to use or which item i can give away it was just nonsense exactly with the inventory. yeah so you, you enter this monkey cave basically and you walk in and you have the choice between two doors left door or right door both are blocked by monkeys and the monkey will only move if you give them a specific item that they're looking for like each one is looking for something a little different and eventually you can acquire most of those items if you do things in the right order you can get them from one monkey and give them to another monkey and you end up just kind of swapping a bunch of items but i didn't have either of the first two items that you needed in order to open those first two doors yeah. Um, but it was, you know, eventually you go back, you buy the stuff, you go back, you figure out your inventory situation, which is also annoying. So, like, just another frustrating part of this game um, thus far to me. Um, but then you do eventually make your way. You get a couple important or nice, strong items along the way. I didn't write down specifically what any of them were. I just remember. I didn't really write anything down just because I, I mean, like, you'd open a present and it would be a hamburger. And you're like, okay, I need to find the monkey to give the hamburger to. You'd open a present and it'd be a broken pipe. Yeah. Like, you, okay, which monkey wants a broken pipe? And it, I think there was like 18 to 20 rooms of just there were a lot, yeah, monkeys that you would give stuff to. So you could progress a little bit deeper into the caves. Yeah. Um... You get deep enough yeah, in there. Yeah, you do get deep enough know. in there, and you um, you find again at the center, or the whatever you want to call it of this cave, is uh, Talarama. Yeah. And cool guy. I, 
I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't have the best explanation of this, but um, this was a important moment for me in my playthrough of this game. Um, there was some very peaceful music, and he just sort of again repeats to you, like letting you know, like listen, this is your destiny. And then he's just like, it's everything's gonna be okay. Like it's already predetermined. You will win. You will save the world. Um, and I, something about that just like it clicked in me more than any of the other moments in this game so far. Um, I don't know. I just liked hearing it from this guy. Like he was very, he was motivational to me. Um, and I was just like, I was into the game at this point. I was into like, I'm Ness and I'm going to save the world and it's going to happen and it's my destiny. Um, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but there was a real turning point for me that that's, I, yeah, you've mentioned that a few times in just our conversations before. And I'm just like, you, you made it like, this was like your, this was where you wanted to get after the first episode, which I didn't think we were going to get there. And I was like, well, we'll see. But you've talked about this moment of like, this is where you kind of jumped and you just went with the rest of the game. And I don't feel like I had that moment. here. Yeah, and I mean, all it was it wasn't like the full shift, but there were other things that came after this point that I make note of. This was kind of like the start of that turning point for me, where I was again, lots of things annoyed me about this game early on, um, and I they either bothered me less or like there were some slight adjustments. I feel like after this point, um. I was just into the game after this and I, you know, to get to this point took me a long time of playing and not playing and taking days off. But I think once I got to this point, I really finished it within a couple of days. Like I, I moved much more quickly after this. Yeah, that, that I know definitely happened. I remember talking to you and you're like, Oh, I'm at this point. And then I was getting like daily updates of like, Oh, I'm now here. I'm getting this. Oh, I fought this thing. I was like, all right, Josh is moving now. So, yeah, so I don't know, it was the, just the peaceful Dalai Lama-ness of it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's pretty great like that. Uh, after you visit him, you I think this is when you technically get the yogurt machine, right? I think that's true. I think that's true. This is where you get the trout flavored the trout yogurt flavor goat. Yes, you knew to go find it. That's why you had to go back to the desert to go find it. The monkeys had it. Or something. Yeah, and why you need it, I don't remember either because it's a weird thing to need. But you need it to get into the uh, the upper level of Pokey's tower. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you, you go back to Foresight. You learn teleportation, first yes. and foremost. And teleportation's kind of funny because if you don't have enough space to go running, you just run into a wall and, like, ignite yourselves on fire and just, like, stand there and blink. Yeah, it doesn't actually... I don't yeah. know. I don't think it actually does any damage to you or anything, but it's a funny little animation. I don't think it does either, but it was just kind of funny. And there was numerous times where I was trying to use it and I would, like, run into a house yeah. or I would be on the street and i'd run into a car and i was like oh god i gotta find a spot yeah or if you were in the desert you couldn't be in a spot where you were sweating yeah Uh, but yeah you needed like a nice little runway in order to teleport 
which is a cool wrinkle. And yeah, I, I, I feel like it was like you were the DeLorean yeah. and you were just like you had to hit your sixty mile yeah. or whatever it is. It was funny because they called it at this point. So the the like levels of powers or skills, whatever you spells, there was like alpha, yeah. beta. Uh, I don't remember. Is gamma one of them or? I don't remember what the I last so. one is. But I don't remember those, which ones there were, to be honest. Greek but... letters. Um, and then the, so yeah. this is teleport alpha, and I'm kind of like, I mean, if you can teleport, you can teleport. How does this get better or upgraded? Better. And yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that later. We'll find out later. But you had to go back. I walked. I didn't teleport. I don't think I could find enough room to, to teleport, building. so I walked. Yeah, and. You have to go and give the trout flavored yogurt to like Pokey's maid or some person who takes it and lets you have access to that other elevator in Pokey's skyscraper. Right, which brings you to. Is it empty at the time? It's. So you take an elevator up, and I don't really remember anything exactly about like the first room. Uh, I went to Poke Tower. Now that weird maid has trout yogurt machine. Made my way up top. Uh, something bad guys are tough in a boss robot. Base oh basic bad guys. So I thought the basic bad guys, the robots. There's two. There's the sentry robot and the clumsy robot. And I don't know what it is, but both of these guys just hit hard. Hmm. And I like was just like okay, I'm getting my butt kicked, and I was feel like I was just. Doing a lot of damage control and rehealing every turn in battle where I couldn't just actually attack with Ness. But those guys were pretty tough, kept healing. Um, and they killed Jeff. I had to use, I think this was the first time I, I used one of the items that you could use to revive somebody. Which one did you use? A cup of noodles or something. Yeah, a cup, there's a cup of life noodles. Which yes. you didn't there weren't I don't believe there are very many in the game, or there might only be like one place where you can even buy them if there is one. Um I don't really remember to be honest. Yeah, and then there's Did you ever use a secret herb? Nope. So secret herbs um have like a chance of reviving someone, so like you can use them on Un, uh, unconscious people but they didn't always work to revive them they did other things too but like when there are so few revival items that's what I saved them for yeah smart yeah I didn't I don't I think I found one of those or two of those yeah, in the game but I weren't a lot. really the yeah. ones the only ones that so the, the uh, last one is the horn of life Yes, I had a lot of I think of you can buy them in Saturn Valley, so they were... Well, you can buy them somewhere. They're one of the only ones that you can actually just buy and have as many as you want. Yeah, I just feel like I got my butt kicked by some of these guys. They just hit really hard, and... I don't know, they just kept taking... I feel like I lost, Jeff died a few times here. I don't know. I don't have anything specific about that. I don't think I had too much trouble with the robots it's kind of funny that no. we seem to have opposite difficulties maybe so 
I think part of the issue is it's still just you and Jeff. Yeah, that's true. When does... So I feel like that might have been my issue, is like we still hadn't gotten Paula back yet, and though Jeff was pretty leveled up and Ness does pretty well, I feel like I was just like, attack for Jeff, or Jeff would use an item and Ness would have to heal because some of these guys just hit so hard. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, she, she is not with you at the time. Um, I just think I knew, I recognized how much harder it was without three members of your party, and I, I just must have grinded enough in the desert that it still was not easy, but I, it wasn't nothing noteworthy to me as I was going through. Well, you eventually make your way all the way up, and I couldn't remember the guy's name, so I called him Mr. So-and-so, just pushes his stuff bare to open up the hidden door to the helicopter that he's going to let you take. But this guy was Mr. Montoli. That's, that's not Pokey's dad correct this is somebody completely different the businessman he's just yeah he's just some businessman not pokey's dad uh but he's the one that kidnapped paula yeah and he blames it on the statue i think yeah convenient he's like oh you can take my helicopter to the wherever the hell you're gonna go next that's what he says and well, well as you're like running up there to the door that had been closed and the hidden, you know, secret button that opens the passageway, which is the bear, is back in its original location. So nobody could be out that way. Yeah, and you you exit the secret door out to um, the rooftop helipad. And your favorite character again. Goddamn Pokey steals the helicopter. He's already in it. Somehow got up. So, like you said, into this one entrance area. At this point in the game, so I wrote, why is Pokey such a jerk? I think he's the boss of the game. Thought he would crash the helicopter, at least. Because it legitimately looks like he's going to crash the helicopter. And then I said, did Monotoli do this purposely? And when you go back and leave to go back the direction of where Monotoli is, He's like, I hope Pokey's all right. I was like, dude, did you not see him go by earlier? Like, did you not know that he was in the helicopter? Like, what the, how did he get up there if this is the one and only way to the helicopter? Yeah, I just got to say, I hate Pokey. So that's all I have to add to everything. He just wants to be loved by somebody. Well, it's not me. Not me either. Uh, well, you kind of go back and you're like, well, what's up? And both Apple and Orange Kid start calling you. And does Apple, Apple Kid specifically tell you what he has in store for you next? He's over at the lab. Yeah. So you get to go back um, and see Jeff's dad again. Yeah, you're going to make your way back to Threed and hop back into the flying saucer that they've fixed and you get to head back to Winters. Back to Winters. 
And I think that's where we're going to call it for episode two. Yeah. And again, we've done a lot. Like, we, we've got a third party member, right? Jeff has joined us. He's been a huge yeah, help. Yeah, we've knocked out two more towns, accomplished our our objectives in three and four side. And we are kind of just moving along. And we've had, like, some crazy, crazy boss fight between Mani Mani and Master Belch and all those things. and. Now we've kind of got to go back. This is where the game gets a little backtracky. Like, you keep going back and forth between previous locations. And I think that's probably why they gave us this teleportation you know, magic. Yeah, for sure. And um, I actually, it's funny. I So we haven't talked about the hint, really? The hint guy, I guess? I don't know if I actually ever went to the hint guy other than the first town just to see what was it yeah so i never i i have the i held out a really long time i didn't go again because it was like i don't even know 75 bucks maybe and like the first time i went i had no money so i was like well that sounds like very expensive and not worth it um but at this point you had so much money that i was like you know what i'm gonna find out because I wasn't sure if it was just like a if he would tell you something stupid and not actually helpful. Um but the hint guy actually was helpful. Um I had remembered in 3 again because up to this point I had been playing the game very sporadically. Um I remembered that 3 was covered in zombies, but I didn't remember the whole cla- crash landing situation. No, yeah. And that's where you had to go. You had to go back in there and um grab your ship again, right? Yeah, you had to go find that down and there. So that's where we will uh we will pick up next week. We'll take it off. Thank you, Hint. Thank you. You're definitely picking up at this point with the game. Like I know we talked about it last time. Like I feel like you've definitely picked up some enthusiasm. I, at this point in time, had kind of, I feel like at the end of Foresight, I felt like the game was starting to drag for me a little bit, and I was just like, oh no, like, I'm getting that mid-game slowdown of I'm not so invested in it anymore, I feel like I'm grinding more, and so I feel like we're going in opposite directions at this moment, but, you know, we've got at least one more, possibly two, depending on how long we talk about it episodes that we're gonna have to kind of keep going through this this crazy adventure of ours yeah i have quite a bit still to go so i i think uh we may have inverted a little bit here but i can can kind of pick it up and run with it from here so well we'll be doing that next time and until then adios everybody